reporters behind the scenes at Score North and 1500 ESPN have sports opinions. So they want you to hear them. It's the perfect digital sports soapbox to scratch that Minnesota sports itch. This is the Score North Taxi Squad. Beep, beep, indeed. It's the Score North Taxi Squad. I'm going to roll with that every single time. I think you have to. As corny and cheesy as it is, I think it's now the new slogan of Taxi Squad. Beep, beep. (laughs) Indeed. And you started this too. This is all your fault. I'll, oh, yeah. I'll, I'll totally take the heat for it. Um, welcome in to the Score North Taxi Squad. I'm Manny Hill. That uh, other voice you heard is uh, the voice of Jason Stormer. It's just the two of us on this edition uh, this week. Um, and I, I think it's a, it's a good time to talk some Twins baseball because, um, you know, things have kind of quieted down on the, on the front of the Wolves. Um, you know, they signed Austin Rivers, but their roster is pretty much full at this point. Um, so I don't know if they're really going to sign anybody else. They might sign a couple, another guy or two, you know, but I don't think it'll be anybody of, of major note. No. Um, the Wild are going to be pretty quiet, I think. You know, we'll see what happens if, if they get uh, active in free agency or trades or anything like that. But um, I think perfect time to talk about the Twins, right? I mean, the All-Star Absolutely. We've got the trade deadline coming up. I know you and I, Jason, we both have some takes on what this team needs to do at the trade deadline. Um, so let's get right into it. First, <laughs> let's talk about the All-Star break first. because Awesome. Um, how much of the All-Star game did you watch? Because I'll be honest, I didn't watch any of it. Um, I I had to produce about, geez, when did I pick up? I, pick, I, left, I picked up for AJ in about the fifth inning, I think. I had to produce it for 1500 ESPN. So I got to watch a good chunk of it. I did miss the Bucks and home run, though. I was literally like five minutes just missing that from walking into the studio and being able to see that in person. Um, But it was it it was a fun game. And you know what? And I think Phil tweeted this out. The Major League Baseball All-Star game is still the best All-Star game out there. And I think it's because it forces the players to actually compete. To actually yeah. swing the bat, to actually like throw pitches. I mean, you got the NBA, they're just lobbing dunks the whole time. The NHL, they're so slow compared to what normal game speed is. Mm-hmm. And I don't really want to talk about the Pro Bowl today because eh, who cares about the Pro yeah, Bowl anymore? It doesn't even deserve a yeah. mention, honestly. No, and it should stop being played entirely. And Goodell's even said that he probably is going to scrap it at some point. So we're good with all pros in the NFL. You don't need to play in the Pro Bowl. Anyway, it was a lot of fun. And I want to start with this. For anybody giving Byron Buxton crap about batting average, why that should be a reason why he shouldn't be an all-star, give me a break. This guy went out there and proved he deserves to be there in every capacity and had probably have been there much earlier in his career, probably though that's more to do with injuries than anything else. He shined, he flashed, him and his family were even looking good on the red carpet. They had a nice little teal turquoise kind of thing going. Even his yeah, kids like were that. rocking like a vest and stuff like that. The Buxton showed out in L.A. and it was it was an absolute treat. He was the first Twins player to hit a home run in the game since Brian Dozier back in 2015. And I believe he, um, along with, uh, let's see, I think Harmon Killebrew and Kirby Puckett have also hit home runs in the All-Star game. And I was wondering, like, man, when he hit the home run, I didn't even know if a Twins player had ever hit a home run in the All-Star game. And my memory is terrible. I completely forgot about Brian Dozier in 2015. But it it was a lot of fun. Yeah. I remember when when Puck hit the one um, in Baltimore. He was actually MVP of that game. Oh, that's right. Um, And, yeah, he was – it hit, I mean, that was that was amazing because Kirby was like he was that that was that was uh, ninety three I think that year was I think so yeah. Um, yeah and Kirby was like at the the peak of his powers then like that's what that's what made it so like special because he was like at his his very best at that point the twins you know the twins weren't very good at that at that point they were two two years removed from winning the World Series. So they weren't they weren't a great team anymore at that point, but but Puck was still just an amazing, great, great player. And um, yeah, I remember I was a little kid when it happened, and uh, yeah, it was special, man. It's 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 always cool when you're when you're a kid, especially now. Like if you're a little kid and you see you're watching the Twins now and you're seeing Byron Buxton play, like he is kind of. I don't want to compare him and say he's as great as Kirby Puckett, but <laughs> he is kind of like the Kirby Puckett for this young generation of kids coming up now where he's the guy, he's sort of the face of the franchise. He's the most recognizable 
player on the team. And when he shows out at the at the Midsummer Classic, man, like it's it's awesome. If you're a little kid and you see that, it's it's great. It's priceless. I would even argue that like even Torrey Hunter had kind of that same like face of the franchise appeal for a bit, mm-hmm. like in the early 2000s with the Twins. He was Torrey Hunter will always be my favorite twin of all time. I had his jerseys, his jerseys. I love Torrey Hunter. I cried like a baby when he signed with the Angels in 2007, and I was 13 years old, so probably a little bit too old to be crying about that kind of thing. And it was it's just really incredible. I mean, honestly, I can't help but thinking now of Torrey Hunter in the All Star game and immediately think about the Barry Bonds catch. Because oh, I yeah, think that lucky. will forever be the greatest moment for a twin in the All-Star game history, for sure. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, it's it's unfortunate that that game ended the way that it did. because that was In a tie. In a tie. <laughs> walking, you know, yeah. Um, but that, by far and away, certainly for that game, that was the moment of, of that game was Kirby for Butler, sure. um, Torrey Hunter robbing Barry Bonds. And I tell you what, I was kind of hoping because it was three two for most of the All Star game, right after Buxton hit the go get the game winning home run. I was kind of hoping, yeah, I was kind of hoping that the National League would tie it up. I wanted to see that uh, sudden death home run derby that uh, that's planned for the that's in the All Star game now. If a game goes to extra innings, they do like a home run derby. I don't know the parameters of it. I don't know who would even compete in it. But I was kind of I was rooting for a tie because I kind of wanted to see that. I mean, not that honestly. Again, we just talked about how the Major League Baseball All-Star Game is the best out of all the All-Star Games. I don't know how much tweaking it needs to do, but I was just like, yeah, man, throw up Pete Alonso and Juan Soto up there. Like, let's go. I'd be down okay. for a home run derby at the end of the game. Okay, Not in regular so, season, just the All-Star Game. So let me ask you this yes. very quickly. Mm-hmm. What did you think about the uniforms? I didn't I know that. Okay, I, I am always in favor of the old school way of wearing the traditional home and away jerseys of the team you play for. I'm mm-hmm. cool with that. Um, and like, I know that other leagues used to do that. I know that the NBA used to do that. The um, years, yeah. the, I don't think the NFL ever did. That'd be kind of color coordinating confusion. Yeah. The NFL just does the helmets. Yeah. And, and hockey doesn't do that either. Um, right. Yeah. Uh, actually I'd rather talk about the jerseys that were worn during the celebrity softball game. Did you see those things? They were like half gray, half white with neon. They were even more confusing than the actual All-Star Game jerseys themselves. But anyway, back to the All-Star Game jerseys. Uh, I, I'm, I'm cool with that charcoal with a hint of gold that they added on there. Like, it was okay, but like, yeah. I, I'm a traditionalist, you know? I, I kind of yeah, like wearing too. the home and the road uniforms like it was back in the day. That's just yeah, me. See, 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 I am too. I, 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 I didn't. I didn't hate the uniforms in terms of what they looked like last or during the all-star game. I just like you though, I'm kind of a traditionalist when it comes to this type of stuff. Like I want to see the, I want to see the players wear their own team uniforms and and really represent, especially in the case of baseball where every team has to have an all-star, like wear your own uniforms. Like that's how it should be. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And And I actually, I wish, I wish the NBA would go back to that. The problem now is the NBA is like the NBA doesn't really distinct their jerseys with like home and away labels anymore. It's more of like city jerseys and icon jerseys. And right. It's not just the thing. white and the color anymore. It's a whole hodgepodge. It's a mix, which I right. kind of like, though. It creates more stylistic opportunities. I'm, I'm fine with that. Yeah, I always thought it was kind of like archaic to just always just be, no, one team's got to wear white. One team's got to wear their team designated color. Now we can. We can, you know, the Timberwolves can wear purple every now and again, which I think they should bring those jerseys back. I like the Prince the, purple the jerseys. Prince jersey, so, yeah, those are great. Those are great. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I did want to talk about really quick. I mean, we're, we're burying the other all-star. Luis Arias, he even yeah. showed out to the all-star game. One for two. Um, yeah. yeah, one for two. And here's the thing about that hit. He hit it off of uh, Ryan Hesley. I forget who he plays for. But here's the thing about this Hesley character. He had not allowed a hit on his curveball all season long. <laughs> and he only allowed a hit on a curveball once in his entire career. What do you think he threw Luis Arias for that single in the All-Star game? A curveball. Yeah. So even in the All-Star game, Luis Arias, as expected, is doing Luis Arias things. Classic I, him. I just I want to take a moment to, and we're going to get into the Twins, um, you know, the trade deadline and, and them making a move potentially and whatnot here in a second, but... I just want to, again, acknowledge how much of a fan I am of Luis Arise. Mm-hmm. And it's 
because I love that. I love his hitting style. I love that he's kind of a throwback. He's he's still throwing it back to like Tony Gwynn and and uh, you know the Don Mattingly's, the guys that the guys that hit for average, they <laughs> hit for average, and it's just like I'm just gonna get on base because I got guys behind me that can hit home runs. I just want to I just want to get on base, so I'll slap the ball the opposite way to to left field and and you know I'll I'll hit three thirty five if you need mm-hmm. me to. Like I I love that man. I, I'm 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 kind of old school again. I Tony Gwynn, Ichiro, like those guys. I love watching those guys hit a baseball. Yeah. Hey, I feel you. I'm still old enough to remember when batting averages actually mattered. You yeah. know, honestly, if I think about if I think about it now, I think the last time honestly people stopped caring about batting average was when Miguel Cabrera won the Triple Crown in 2014 or 2012. Was that 2012 or 2014? Which year was that? Uh, I think either it way. Uh, let's see, I'm looking it up right now. Well, either way, it just doesn't seem like there's been much of an emphasis on it ever really 2012. since. 2012. It was 2012. Oh, sure. It's show. Yeah, I guess it's been 10 years since. Um, but yeah, he is just he's old school, man. He's a throwback. He is the antithesis of what baseball has become the last couple of years, even though he, he is starting to develop some power. Luis is starting yeah. to turn on some pitches. Um, and I mean, before, you know, this season, I mean, we didn't even know to what extent you know, power he had. I think he only had like one or two home runs last year. And I think he's up to like maybe six or seven. Now this season, he's, he's starting to turn on pitches inside that maybe he'd maybe try to like slap the other way. I don't know if the twins are asking him to develop more power or if he just kind of had his own Byron Buxton moment said, screw it. I'm just going to do whatever I want. And here we go. But, and it's crazy, man. I don't think this guy ever became, was like higher than a top like 18 prospect in the organization. He just kind of came out of nowhere. And one of the cool things, too, was I saw so many pictures and even a ton of interviews, too, that I cut up of Luis doing uh, rounds with the media, talking to a whole bunch of players. Like there's a really cool pic of like him talking and like it seemed like a very intently Giancarlo Stanton and Aaron Judge listening to him. So, like, I just think he's a popular guy throughout the major leagues. And I mean, obviously, he's earned every shred of this all-star nomination he's had a fantastic year he's still leading i think the batting average race in the american league by more than 10 points it's yep. it's insane it's right now. yeah it's it's insane just this guy came out of nowhere and now he's all of a sudden become one of the cornerstone players for this franchise for years to come so yes appreciation for Luis Araya is 100 percent. he's the best yeah. yeah i just i just had to show my appreciation for him because yeah. I, I just think I think the type of player that he is, the type of hitter that he is, has really become, mm-hmm. I won't say it's become extinct because obviously he's around, um, but it is kind of become an endangered species, man, where everybody's sure. just trying to hit the ball over the fence. And and I get it, you know, it's yeah. the, new, the new wave and, and everything, but like, I just really appreciate it. It's, it's kind of like with basketball for me, with like the guys that are really still really good at hitting a mid-range shot. Mm-hmm. It hit a 15 to 17 foot jumper in the NBA. Like I still sort of have an affinity for those type of players because the ones that are good at it, you know, yes. not, not Andrew Wiggins. Um, hey, wow. <laughs> unnecessary drive-by. It's an NBA champion. Hey, talking did you to. See, okay. We'll get to the twins. Like, did you see that? <laughs> sort? I mean, talk about an unnecessary drive-by. Did you see the dead spin thing on Andrew Wiggins the other day? I did not elaborate. He's, so I won't get too far into it because it's, <laughs> talks about you know the vaccine and the masks and all oh okay i saw a little but bit he, of this he did an interview with somebody um i can't remember who the interview was with but he basically you know the question was just like you know how are you feeling now you've won an nba championship you just had the best year of your career yada 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 and he said something about like yeah i had to get the vaccine but i still you know wish i didn't have to get it and blah 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 <laughs> And I can't remember the name of the, the name of the guy who wrote the article on on Deadspin, but the guy just like dragged Andrew Wiggins through the coals for like an entire column, and I was just like, "Wow, okay, yeah." I mean, coming from Deadspin, I'm not surprised that an article like that would be well, that's, written. That's all they've been basically for years. since they got since they got shut down. The, yeah. I, Deadspin's a shell of itself. I haven't even looked at their content in a very very yeah. long time. Um, Shrug emoji with Andrew Wiggins, man. Are you really surprised that he'd say something like that? No, no, of course not. Of you know what I mean? Not. Like, 
I mean, it was pretty obvious, like, he didn't want to get the vaccine in the first place, but, it, uh, you know. But he got it. He got it, he whether got through it. peer pressure well, or just, you know, common sense. He got, he got it. Um, and, and, I mean, yeah, I mean, well, we'll get back to baseball in a second, but, I mean, the Warriors might have been kind of screwed if Wiggins weren't be oh, able to play those home games uh, in the NBA Finals, absolutely. which is a, which is an insane statement to make. <laughs> yeah. Like, the Warriors, the Golden State Warriors yeah. might have been screwed without Andrew Wiggins in the NBA Finals. I just said well, that out loud. Let's, well, let's be honest. <laughs> I mean, you know, Clay Thompson struggled. Draymond Green had his yep. struggle. Draymond was better towards the end of the Finals. Um, you know, and Steph was great, but like Andrew Wiggins, particularly in game five, like the Warriors do not win yep. game five without nope. Andrew Wiggins because Steph nope. went off night. So, no, nope. but got uh, that vax in the veins. The microchip yeah. at the brainstem is feeling nice and cozy. I'm sure it is, Andrew. Yeah. It's just kind of like, you know, I, I have my own thoughts about the vaccine. I'm vaccinated. Sure. And I won't go too as am I, as am I, yeah. you know, so I have my own personal thoughts about it, about guys who don't want to get vaccinated and everything, but like, Look, Wiggs got the vaccine. He he didn't want to get it, but he still got it. And like, is it really necessary to like drag him through the coals? Now, no, like, but like, but know, he's I'm, also accountable for the things that he says. And if he puts it out in sure. a public forum, then you know what people are going to take that, however they may, and you have to deal with the consequences of that. Sure, there you yeah. go. I just I just don't know how necessary it was at that point. Like it probably it wasn't really it, like it's just gasoline onto the no, but again it's dead spin that's what they do and he, so. right and he's just one of the more high profile nba players that that had this issue right um because like i mean you had teams that were damn near 100 percent and 99 vaccinated so like when when a prominent player did come forward and it was found out that they weren't vaccinated it, it was probably a bigger deal than it actually was but, yeah. you know, because people couldn't go to Toronto or even New York and even San Francisco, or was it L.A.? It might have been L.A. instead of San Francisco. It was a real issue. It was a real issue. I didn't expect to talk, talk this much, Andrew Wiggins, on the podcast today, though. I, yeah, I wasn't prepared for we this. Can, we can move it, it's on. Just, it's no, no, no. It's, just, it's, a symptom, it's a symptom of what he represents to Minnesota sports fans. Andrew Wiggins <laughs> will always be one of those guys that will just be brought up randomly because you just – it, you just thought of him for whatever reason. You made a connection t- from another sport or a team or something. And yeah. voila, it's Andrew. It, it's kind of like Phil Judd and Declan with Kirk cousins, right? Like they kind of just bring him into the mix. Pretty much any opportunity yeah. they get, even if it might not totally be necessary. Crusaders, yeah. Crusaders then, uh, right. The cousins yeah. crusaders assemble basically. Yeah. Phil Judd and Declan are closeted cousins crusaders because they, they talk about them probably more than actual cousins crusaders anyway <laughs> training camp right around the corner but let's get back to baseball i want to yes. do one quick thing about the all-star game one more quick tidbit sure. um i oh, wanted yeah. to ask you because um I'm, I'm really curious when this could possibly be and i got a name of who it could be but when do you think we'll see a twins pitcher in the all-star game again and who potentially could that be i've got a name for you but i want to hear your answer first well, Barrios made it a couple of years ago, right? Uh, yes, he did. 20, I believe a two-time All-Star. Yeah. 17 um, and 18, I believe. Uh, but I thought he went with Miguel in Miami in 2017. I will double-check this. This is what the internet is for. Barrios seems to two-time All-Star, 18 and 19. 18 that's and 19. Okay, that's what I was thinking the year of the Bomba Squad. I think he made it. I think Odorizzi. Yeah. Did Odorizzi make it, too? I don't remember. I think Jake Odorizzi might have made it. All-star. Uh, let me see here. Now. Or did Taylor Rogers sneak in there? Uh, Taylor Rogers might have made it. Let's see. Jake Odorizzi. Uh, All-star. Yeah, oh. 2019. Yeah. And All I remember squad, Brandon yeah. Kinsler was in 2017 as well, I believe. Remember Brandon um, Kinsler? Yes, I do. But was that, was he still with the Twins or was he? Had he well, yeah, we traded him mid-season, if I was not mistaken. Yeah, an All-star in 2017, and then we traded him to the Nationals. Okay. Okay. Even though we okay. made the playoffs that year, we still yeah. traded our best closer. Yeah, that, that was the yeah. that was the weird year where they the twins like <sighs> the twins like were buyers and they went and got uh, what's his name the lefty. Um, I don't even remember. I, I just remember we traded our closer at the deadline and we made the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, well they 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 were buyers and then they had like a bad series in Oakland where they got like swept in Oakland or something. And then they became sellers mm-hmm. like just that quick and then traded the pitcher. Oh God, who was the Oh, uh, Jaime oh. Garcia. Jaime Garcia. I think yeah. Jaime Garcia. Um, I think that was... 
I don't know if it was though. I don't think Jaime played for the Nationals. Um, it, I'm looking at Wikipedia. No, it was you're, an exchange. You're Brandon Gisler, but I'm talking about oh. the 2017. The Twins traded for Jaime Garcia. They got oh. him from the Braves. Yeah. He started like one game in Oakland. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then the Twins all of a sudden became sellers like a couple days later and traded right. to the Yankees. Right. Yeah. That's what it was. Yeah. And. uh he and I, he didn't really become much of anything after that, right? Jaime Garcia. I think he, he was, went to the. Uh, I thought he went to Toronto and maybe had a had a decent year with the Blue Jays. Yeah. Okay. Maybe. Yeah. He did have a couple of years with Toronto. He went to Toronto and the Cubs for a hot second there. Okay. So yeah, I, he, I forgot about the Jaime Garcia experiment. That yeah, lasted about as long start. as yeah. That lasted about as long as Josh Freeman being the starting quarterback of the Minnesota Vikings back in 2013. <laughs> My goodness, I forgot about Jaime Garcia. Oh, man, but um, we could go down with yeah. that one. <laughs> but to answer the question, <laughs> we'll save that for training camp, okay? Yeah. Um, yeah. To answer the question, though, I think the most likely Twins pitcher to pitch an all-star game in the future will be Joe Ryan. I think he has the best bout out of pretty much anybody in the organization. I mean, if he puts together a good rest of the season this year and hits hot next year, I could maybe even see him being uh, in the all-star game next year, perhaps. He's got yeah. a little work to do, but perhaps. Definitely the most likely candidate, I think. Or, yeah, or you know I, I what? Yohan so. Duran, too. Yohan Duran. Forgot about him. Yeah. I mean, that kid. I mean, it, mm-hmm. it, we're, we're going to get to the Twins bullpen here in a second. But, like, that dude, if there is one bright spot about the Twins bullpen right now, it's him. Like, yeah. he's um, the only bright spot, really. Yeah. yeah uh, I, I know Tyler Duffy's getting a little bit better, but, like, and I kind of like Jarrell Cotton too. He's been pretty solid as well. But like the rest of the, we can just get into the bullpen right now, I suppose. Yeah, well, yeah, uh, let's just do it. Um, <laughs> it's the big, it's, it's the biggest glaring need for the Twins going into the deadline. I think again, even more so than their starters. Yeah, again, like it's this is so I, I, I'm going to say this, Jason. <laughs> I'm getting really frustrated year after year after year. Every July, we are having this conversation about the Twins. I'm tired of this, dude. Like, I, I'm so sick of this. Every year we're talking about, or are they going to get a reliever? Okay, and, and trading for a reliever is a lot easier than trading for a starter. So I get that. So every year they go out and they get a reliever of some sort, rather it was, um, what's his, why am I having a trouble with names today? The, the guy Sergio that, Romo? Sergio Romo, that's exactly okay. what I was thinking of. Okay. Um, you know, and he, Sergio, he was okay. Like, he, he was about what they thought they were getting out of him mm-hmm. at, at that stage of his career. Um, you know, but then like the Sam Dyson thing is just mm. like, uh, that was just such a disaster. And I don't know, man, like it, 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 here we are again with the same issues again, with the same question with the twins. It's like, okay, the lineup is okay, but what are they going to do with the pitching? And you, you just can't, my guy Royce, said it the other day when he was on with Phil and Judd, you cannot win with this pitching. Nope. Just, they haven't been winning with this pitching the last no, couple of months. They haven't been. Yeah, below five hundred. Yeah, they've. They, it's just. It's just not been good, and you cannot rely on these guys to to be able to help you make noise in the postseason. Like, okay, Joe Ryan has been really good. He's been really solid. He's there's still a lot of I think a lot of upside there, a lot of potential for him to be. Um, I won't. I won't go as far as say like a number one ace type of starter, but. He has a chance, I think, to be really, really good for a number of years. Mm-hmm. All right. Dylan Bundy, I don't know what the hell you're going to get out of him. Chris Archer at times looks good, but it's always – his outings are always shaky. Like, you just don't know. Like, And it only goes like four gonna, innings. Right. Well, that's just it. Like, are you going to be able to get five innings out of him? Probably not. You know, Sonny Gray has been good for the most part, but – uh, you know, yeah. you just kind of wonder if he's going to hold up as he's getting a little bit older. I mean, I, I don't know, man. Like, it, it, you know, is Bailey over going to be healthy? I don't know. Like, it, it, this is just um, there's just not enough. There's, there's there's not enough of a of a sure thing with this rotation, and not enough of, and certainly outside of Duran, like, and and maybe Cotton. Mm-hmm. You're, you you don't know what you're going to get out of this bullpen. No, I, I, I completely agree. Honestly, um, the only starters I don't actually the only starter I really trust in the entire rotation is Joe Ryan right now. Yeah. Um, like you said, I'm kind of worried about the health of Chris Archer and Sonny Gray. I think they're very good. They're effective. 
Chris Archer obviously has to grind through his innings, but Sonny Gray, when he, I mean, Sonny Gray can go eight innings for you, and he has before, and he's been really, really good. It's just, you, you don't know when he might go down. Um, Chris Archer, same thing. Is Chris Archer still in the IL, or did he come back? No, he's back. For, he's, still, he's back he, now. He pitched. Oh, you know what? Yeah, I'm, look, I'm looking at the active. Ro- I'm looking at the active roster right now. Um, yeah, he's back. So okay, I mean, if we're going to project right now with what we have at this exact moment, which is on a Thursday, what is it? Uh, July 21st. All right. So first pitcher you're throwing on the postseason is going to be Joe Ryan. I think that's obvious. Mm-hmm. Um, your second starter is probably Sonny Gray. Yep. Then into Arch, and then. Probably into Dylan Bundy. Uh, that's not going. I think to once get you get outside done. of once you get outside of Ryan and Gray, like it's it's a crapshoot, right. man. Like you just it's yeah. You're you're just you're just crossing your fingers, and that's where that's where you have to go get another. You have to go get another starter. Mm-hmm. You have to yeah. go get a starter that can start a game for you in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Can't have we cannot have Randy Dobnek starting a game in the postseason at Yankee Stadium again. And all due respect to Randy Dobnak, he's it's an e- easy guy to root for, really cool story, has shown flashes of being very good at times. But that for them to put him in that position back in 2019 to start yep. a game at Yankee Stadium was was borderline malpractice. Like you just you can't you cannot be serious about trying to contend for a championship and do things like that. And what was what was the game where they brought in Cody Stashak in when they shouldn't have? Do you remember that? that was that one, against the Yankees as well? Yes, it was. I'm trying to remember if that was game one or game two. It was at Yankee Stadium, mm-hmm. uh, and I he looked rock too. Been, yeah, oh yeah, he got he got. Was it game? Two, did he? It wasn't I think it was the game same two. game. I think it was it the was same game. It was it was the Dobnak game, yeah. Right, because Dobber, what he he gave up like six or seven earned runs, but like the Yankees still won like twelve to nothing or something like that. So like I think Stasek yeah. came in and just kept serving cookies. Yeah, and look, man, and I've been beaten down as a Twins fan ever since about you know twenty ten when they moved into Target Field. Like, I just want them to win a playoff game. I don't really have a high bar for what this team needs to be this season. So I'm not even going to sit here and say, like, hey, you need to go out and get, like, three pitchers, even though you probably need three pitchers. It might not be feasible to be able to do that. Right. It might be what it takes. Um, Thankfully, it is a crappy division, though. Like, I know that the White Sox are heating up a little bit, but I I can't trust them. I can't trust them whatsoever. Tony La Russa might make a crazy decision out of nowhere, and it might cost them a ball game. You just never know. Uh, Cleveland is Cleveland. They're just always... You know, Cleveland's like the new piranhas, to be honest with you. They're kind of just always sneaking and just waiting to bite at you. They might not, like, go above and beyond, be a super predator like a shark or something, but those piranhas will bite you. We need to make T-shirts to the Cleveland Guardians piranhas. We need to get uh, Ozzie Guillen to say that on, on camera or something like that. <laughs> um, and so, I, I, even though, like, I, I, so many moves need to be made for this team to, you know, compete for a championship, at this point, I just want them to... God, I've just been... <laughs> I'm so fatal. Like I'm just been so beaten down. I can't believe I'm saying that my standards are so low. I just want them to win the division at this point and win a playoff game. And even if it's just that, if it's just one playoff game, even if you lose in four games in the ALDS, I'm okay with that. But I want them to go in all in as much as possible because one, they owe it to us because you've lost 18 straight playoff games. But two, Carlos Correa is not going to resign here. He is going to opt out of his contract. He's going to become a free agent. We had Phil Miller of the Star Tribune report that the Twins and Correa's camp, a.k.a. Scott Boris, have had pretty much no dialogue on a contract extension. Scott Boris likes to take his players to market, so this makes a lot of sense. Now, could Correa resign with the Twins? turn down his contract. Which was the right thing to do. He will become the first $500 million player. He will. He will. Don't blame him there whatsoever. So... I want them to go as much as all in impossible. I know, like, you got to be reasonable about that. So I'm not going to say, like, hey, you need three starting pitchers and two relief pitchers. No. You have to go do something. And it has to be bigger than anything that you've possibly done before. I'm not saying it has to be crazy, crazy, but it has to be bigger than Sergio Romo and Sam Dyson. I know that was a better team. It better be bigger than that. Yes. (laughs) And (laughs) And I understand we're on pace for only like 85 or 86 wins. I understand that the Bomba squad was a historically much better team than this current Twins team. But 
you got one year of Korea. You've lost 18 straight playoff games. Your fan base is apoplectic about you at this point, and your attendance numbers show that. You need to do something. Again, I don't, I'm not saying you need to go trade for Juan Soto. I don't think you need to do that. You're not going to be able to do that. Let's be real. But you need to give up some of these corner outfielders in your prospect pool. We have a ton of them. I'd even be willing to give up maybe Trevor Larnick, even though I like Larnick, but he would probably be like, I'd probably be okay with moving him if it meant we got like a Luis Castillo or a Frankie Montas or somebody of that regard. Um, there's the Matt Winder kid too, who's tearing it up. Uh, just got done tearing it up in Double A. Now he's in Triple A. Like, or not uh, um, Walmer? I think his name is that. Winder's the pitcher. Excuse me. Yep. So there's possibilities for you to make these moves here. Again, doesn't have to be dramatic, but it has to be significant. Your division sucks. You're in first place. You've lost 18 straight playoff games in Korea and coming back. Go for it, please. Well, what did you what did you sign Korea for? Exactly. If you're not going to do anything of significance, if you're not going to go in on trying to win a championship this year, what the hell did you sign Carlos Correa for? To sell jerseys in the pro shop, which is a terrible, well, I mean, terrible thing to speculate. But you know what I mean? Well, the, they could the still thing, trade though, him, the, though. The, yes, they, they could. They could. But my whole thing is. You signed him and. I don't know what the exact attendance numbers are for this year, but they don't seem to be very much different from years past. Doesn't seem to be any better than what we've had in past years. So mm-hmm. to me, it's like if you did it for if you did it as a as a money grab to try and get more people to come to the ballpark, yeah. Okay, but like should that I, I understand it's a, you know it's a business and, and and all of that. So we all we all understand that. But like Come on, man. Like, what did you really sign him for if it's if you're not going to go all in on trying to win a championship this year? It would be the worst message the organization could send to the fan base in years. Mm-hmm. I, I really believe that. I don't think there would be a more damaging thing to your reputation if you traded Carlos Correa. No matter what you got back, because you're probably only going to get prospects for him. And look, I mean, you're going to get something for Carlos Correa no matter what. You will get compensatory a either pick or picks from him walking in free agency. You're, you're going to get something. It's just not going to be as much as if you traded him right now. And it yeah. just, it, it, it would, man, again, we talk about how, do, and I'm actually looking at the attendance numbers right now. The Twins rank 20th in all of baseball right now. They're averaging about 21,000. So right in there the with the White Sox, the Nationals, Detroit, and Arizona. So, yeah, so, oh my so God, it's, it's, it's been the same. So it's, it's, it's been yeah. about what it's been in, in recent years past. And mm-hmm. so that to me, that, that can't be the reason why, why you signed him. Like, right. You signed him I mean, because yeah. he's, he's one of the best players in baseball when he's healthy and you're trying to, you, you, you signed him because you're trying to win. This is a guy that has played on the biggest stage in the sport. He's been, yeah. The guy has played in three freaking World Series. Right. And we can talk about what the Astros did in 2017 and all that stuff. That's all whatever. But, like, still, he has played. <laughs> As a trash can for anybody that's listening. Uh, um, man, the, but speaking of which, sorry, sorry he's, to interrupt he's played, you. He's played, oh, played high-level baseball. This guy has yes. played in high-level baseball, high-level situations. He's won at a high level. What did you sign him for? If you're not trying to win at a high level, exactly. This team, if you're going to try and win at a high level, you got you need more. You can't win with this pitching staff. Right. And and if they were worse, if this were a last place team, I think we would be more open to this conversation. Agreed. We'd be more oh, open to potentially cool. trading Correa. But you're in first, and sure, you're only six games over 500. I, I you're, you're not really last, in first. I think if you if the Twins were in last place, they, they would it would be stupid for them not to trade him. Exactly. You know, exactly. but it's like if you're not going to trade him, you know, if you're not going to go all in on trying to win a championship, then you need to trade him. And if you're right. not going to trade him, then you need to go all in on trying to win a championship. Like you just you just need to. I know. And if I you know. don't want to, I... if you don't want to do either, then you shouldn't have signed him. What do you, what do you, you just wasted everybody's time. And you got everybody all riled up and excited for nothing. 
I mean, so. I mean, if you, I mean, if you think about it, dude, I'm sure like that season ticket holders, season ticket sales went through the roof after he signed. I mean, it got it got Declan to buy season tickets on a whim. Like I'm I pretty got sure tickets. you did too. <laughs> I got season tickets. Yes. <laughs> I got the See? package. So it was all just a marketing strategy. It was all just first a marketing strategy. Ever, Jason, first time I've ever had season tickets for the Twins. First time ever in my life I've ever had season tickets for the Twins. I've had years where I've gone to a ton of games, just individual games. First time ever in my 38 years of life that I've had season tickets for the Twins. What kind of plan did you get? Uh, I got. I just got the the flex the flex package. Is that like 10 games or something like that? Uh, well, it's 20, it's 20 oh. tickets. Oh, nice. Okay. 20 tickets. So Okay. I'm pretty sure Declan got like a 20 game plan, something yeah. like that. I, I swear, like I see him tweeting out a picture of him at the game like every week. He was at the, um, it was at the all-star celebration that they had out there on uh, yesterday. Like uh-huh. they like had the game on the video board on like the little truly deck or whatever. And you could watch the game. Season ticket holders were there. I guess you could get like free popcorn and stuff. And so okay. I'm sure it was fun. Uh, I, I did get to take my family to like our first big twins game as a family on Saturday. And that was a lot of fun. I actually, I had no idea that Jim Cott's number was being retired that day. So that was even a nice surprise. We got to catch like most of the ceremony or whatever. Mm-hmm. See his number 36 retired. Even Joe Nathan was there to talk too. And then I thought that was, that was pretty cool. Cause obviously he's probably the most other famous twins player to wear the number 36. Mm-hmm. And it, it was really cool, man. We had like this moment, you know, like, You've probably seen this on a credit card commercial at some point. It's a father and son walking through the tunnel out in, and they walk out into the baseball stadium and they stand there and they look in awe and they're like, oh, yes, baseball, hot dogs, apple pie, Chevrolet. <laughs> I kind of got to do that with my nieces. Uh, one of them six, the other one's three. First time they had ever been to like a, a big stadium like that. And we yeah. just walked up the tunnel and like jaw dropped to the floor. They had no idea what to expect. <laughs> Uh, like I had watched twins games with, uh, with one of my other nieces and she was obviously bored by it because it had nothing to do with, you know, a Disney princess or a Marvel superhero or a star Wars character and shows. She was always bored by it, but like the whole time she was just like asking me questions about, oh, how does that work? How does that work? What's a home run? Was she was just, it, it was so much fun. Like I got to put my nerd hat on and just go on and on about like how this game of baseball works. And my three-year-old niece, she would not shut up about TC. She is obsessed with TC. She still hasn't shut up about TC. I'm pretty sure she's been talking about him all week. Uh, it, 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 was, it was so much fun. So get out to the ballpark is what I'm pretty much trying to say. This kind of wraps yeah. back it into the good, attendance. It's a good time. Yeah, it's it's a great. It's expensive though, man. Two beers for me and my mom. We got uh, what was it? it was a sorry we didn't get a surly furious Judd. Oopsies. Sorry, we won't say the name of the other beer. I couldn't. I actually didn't look too hard for it. It was kind of. My opinion was a little bit hot for an IPA. Sorry, I'll stop talking now. Um, it was thirty bucks for two, you know, like tall cans. Thirty bucks. It was sixteen ounce. Sixteen yeah, ounces for two of those. Twenty nine fifty. I'm being I'm being a little bit hyperbolic here, but it's just yeah. it's a fun time, but it is it is turned into yeah, a very I expensive a, I time. A, I, I got a uh, one of the games I went to this year. I got a double shot of Jameson and uh, it's twenty two bucks. Twenty-two bucks. That double. Shot Are you job. kidding? Not kidding. No, not kidding. Oh, guys, just get drunk before you go to the game. Yeah. Honest, Scott, go to the Loon or something like that. Is Hubert still open? <laughs> Probably isn't underneath Target Center. Is there even anything in that little spot now? There was a restaurant in there. Is there still something in that little? Ah, uh, that I don't know. Or did they I'm cover not... it over with with the the brown wood exterior, whatever they did I a couple think, years ago? In the I, I don't know with the with the. The events that happened two years ago, I don't. Yeah, I, don't I suppose. Know what I don't know what I mm-hmm. haven't really been over to that side of Target Center in a while because every time I go, like I've been to a couple Lynx games this year, and sure. when I've every time I've gone over there, I just park in the ramp and walk in the Skyway. So I haven't been down that right. side of Target Center yet in a while. So, okay. but I think there was like some like some plywood or something up. Yeah. Um, okay. All right. The, uh, events that happened a couple years ago. But I'll tell you what, man. Uh, then, then we'll we'll get back to a couple more twins nuggets here before we wrap things up. Mm-hmm. Looking back on all this, I am now glad that we have all of our sports stadiums in downtown areas. Really, with the hopes of 
Well, yeah, I mean, I love, I love, okay, so like I've been out to Philly, I've seen that set up. I've been down to Kansas City, I've seen that set up where all the stadiums are like out in the suburbs, giant parking lots, tailgating as far as the eye can see. That's yeah, I like great. the Kansas City setup, man. Yeah, and I, I, like I do too. I do too. Except I think they're, the Royals are thinking about moving to downtown for some reason. They really? might not stay in Coffin for too much longer. I don't, I, I read a story about that like a couple months ago. Well, both anyway, of those stadiums are super old. They are, but Kaufman yeah. was renovated really well, um, not even like barely 10 years ago or something like that. So it, yeah. it's in good shape. Arrowhead's old as hell, though. So, yeah. um, But anyway, I was, I was going to say I'm kind of glad that we have our stadiums in these downtown metropolitan areas because I want these downtown areas to thrive again. Uh, you know, COVID, yeah. I mean, I got a sister that works for uh, Target Corporate, and she has hardly been in the office ever since March 2020. And, like, she's now completely, like, gotten her job in a way that's completely remote. Like, she, like, she maybe has to go into the office not even once a month. And Target is a huge presence down there. One of the probably biggest ones that they had. And now pretty much everybody there works from home. And so I really don't know what the prosperity of big businesses staying in these giant skyscrapers will be in the future. But I am glad that U.S. Bank Stadium... Target Field, Target Center, and the XL Energy Center are all nestled in downtown areas so it can actually help bring these areas back. Because unfortunately, there is a stigma out there about Minneapolis and St. Paul, the downtown areas being dangerous with carjackings and fireworks going off at three in the morning on the 7th of July. Like, it's out there. I understand this. But, and for whatever those problems are legitimate or not, it's st- I'm still glad that we have these stadiums in downtown to drive people downtown because I want the downtown areas to thrive again. I really do. Yeah, I, I can. Yeah, I can. I can see that. I, I think, um, you know, particularly for those for those bars and restaurants downtown, too. I mean, it's it's big for them. I know there, there's a couple of establishments that I like going to when I go to a Twins game or a Wolves game. You know, there's yeah. a few establishments down there that I that I like to frequent once in a while. So, yeah, I. I it would be it would be pretty devastating if you know those places didn't have arenas stadiums down you know right in downtown in the middle of that i mean you know what would say what would downtown st paul be doing without xl right now? seriously seriously you know during the summer it's kind of quiet because the wild aren't playing but during the nhl season i mean it's it's pretty live over there man downtown Mm -hmm. st paul so there's a reason for that so yes so anyway twins don't trade carlos correa drive people into the ballpark as much as possible grab a couple pitchers or two and let's go win ourselves a playoff game i do want to ask you really quick really quick before we got to wrap up um who who are some pitchers that have you know like tickled your fancy a little bit um in terms of those that might be on the trade market right now i got i got a few that i'm i'm interested in but i want to hear who you may be looking at well luis castillo and frankie montas are the two that I keep going back to, I mean, that those are the guys yeah. that it's, it's to me, I mean, Cincinnati, the Reds are freaking terrible. Like, <laughs> like they're really, they've been better, but they started out really just garbage. They've been better, yeah. but they're still, yeah, not good. It's, it's, it's kind of one of those things where, and I, and I know that he's been, I know he's not having a great year, you know, but like, and maybe he just wants to stay there, but like Joey Votto, like <laughs> he seems there. loyal. Do, do him a solid. Do him yeah. a solid. Get him, get him out of yeah. team. Put him on a team as a chance to win. You know, but he it might just be one of those things where he wants to he spent his entire career there and he wants to retire a red. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know he's not he's not having a great year and, and everything, but that guy's that guy's been an amazing player for a really long time. And you know, you have Castillo, it's like, come on, you're not if you're not gonna keep him long term. He's not part right. of your future plans. If you're tanking and trying to rebuild something, then trade him. Yeah, you know, trade him to the Twins. Trade yeah, he's twenty Twins. and he's twenty nine years old too. He doesn't factor yeah. it at all into the Reds' rebuild. And I honestly, he kind of, I don't really. I mean, obviously, we know the name Luis Castillo as Twins fans because we had Luis Castillo uh, back in what was that two thousand six, two thousand eight, something like that. And uh, so six oh seven. Yeah. So and, you know, I didn't realize how old Frankie Montas was. He's twenty nine as well. I thought Mm -hmm. he was more on the younger side. But, you know, that's just me assuming that Oakland sells all their players at their peak of like that their peak of their 
powers and stuff like that because that's what Oakland does. Actually, one more thing on the attendance. What do you want to guess that Oakland's attendance is this year on average? Well, I'm going to guess it's 30. Yes. Um, on average? On average. Were they averaging like 12? Lower. Oh, boy. Is it down into it's not in double digits? Uh, it's, it's it's four digits. Yeah, four digits. One number, a comma, and three more numbers. So it is not in the tens of thousands. Was it, was it like seven or 8,000 a game? 8,637. Go to Vegas already. Yeah, what are you me. waiting for? The city I, doesn't I, even I, want I, you. Yeah, and all due respect to the city of Oakland, but it's like if you can't, if you couldn't, if you can't build the Raiders a stadium and you can't build the the, the A's a stadium, then those teams are just going to go, and they should go. Like, yeah, the, 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 it should not even be the A's should not even be allowed to play in that dump anymore. It it should no. not be like it's, the dugout floods with crap every two it's, weeks. It's borderline <laughs> inhumane. <laughs> Well, let's, let's not go that far. I mean, okay, if possums keep coming into the roof in the press box, I hear you. If somebody gets bit by a possum at the Oakland Coliseum, you know. But the fact that that's you know, even <laughs> happening is just, it's like, come on. It's incredible. Like and I got to ask this, too. You probably know this better than I. Was Oracle this much of a dump across the street? Uh, I mean, it was old, but it was, was it a was, dump dump? It was old. It was built back in the sixties. Um, I, I, I'm sure the, I'm sure the Warriors touched it up pretty good when they started winning the championships. But like, and I, 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 yeah, I was, I was, I always heard people talking about how great a Arena Oracle was. But then you go across the street and there's literally one of the worst sports stadiums ever made. It's yeah, it's, uh, I, I, you know, I mean, I've never, I've never even been to the Bay Area, so I can't even. Really Nor have I. On having Nor have I. Oracle or anything like that, but like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it was old, and there was a reason why they moved to San Francisco. Yeah, <laughs> no, it, it, it's going to be so fun to watch that A's franchise. Just once they move to Vegas, they're going to like become big spenders, and they're going to have a high payroll, and they're going to be nothing of what the Oakland Athletics have ever been. It's going to be a lot of fun because I'm assuming, dude, their payroll probably will like double or triple just by moving there. And I, and I know that, like, I don't think they've figured out a stadium situation there. I don't think there's even anywhere for them to play. I don't think the Raiders stadium is multi-purpose. I don't think you can play no. baseball. And nor should it be. Don't ever build multi-purpose stadiums ever again. They're, they're absolutely terrible. Um, so, okay, last thing about the Twins. We've gotten off on a whole bunch of other topics this That's podcast. Right. This has been great. This is what happens when you just got the two of us. Anyway, let's put our money where our mouth is. Second half predictions. Manny, will the Twins win the Central, clinch a wild card spot, or miss the postseason entirely? You're on the record. Um, <laughs> this is a hard question because I, feel I know like it's going to depend on what they do at the deadline. I know if they if they stand pat and do nothing, or just go and get like an okay relief pitcher and say, "Hey, we, we did something," then I don't think they're going to win the division. I think mm-hmm. Cleveland or Chicago will will catch them and surpass them. Um, if they do make a move like a serious, legitimate, significant move, then yes, I do think that they'll hold on and win the division. I think they're probably only win up end up winning maybe eighty six or eighty seven games, but that will probably be all it takes to win this division anyway. Um, so right now, because I'm cynical and because I don't believe that they're going to make a significant move as far as their pitching staff is concerned, I'm gonna be cynical and say that they're not going to win the division classic score north come on man no, i'm kidding yeah, um know. you know what i'll play I'll devil's advocate a few times oh, oh yes you will had to declan for me uh uh let's you know what i will say they will win the division mm-hmm. um and you know the thing i'm going i'm sure they've have you know they're barely at 500 the last couple months they just lost a critical series to the white Sox. The thing, the only thing that has me encouraged with the Twins so far this season is a significant losing streak hasn't been strung together of like four, five, six, seven games. That may still happen. That may still come. See, but a, see I'm kind of the opposite. That has me thinking that because it hasn't happened yet, that it's it, it will it will happen. happen. Okay, yeah. fair. <laughs> but the point is, is that the Twins have been decent this season, just decent at damage control, not really letting things spiral too much. And I think maybe it was good that the break happened now 
little bit of a reset, kind of just, and I don't think they play till Saturday. So they'll have a full week off of not playing baseball, which I, I think is good. Just a little bit of reset, get everybody fresh. I think hopefully that will also maybe cool down the White Sox a little bit too. Hopefully well, like, that. Well, it's, it's like you got two games against the Tigers out of the gate to start the, the post all-star break. Like, come on, like, let's, yeah. let's, let's not screw around with, with yep. the Tigers, win those two games. Then you got Milwaukee for a couple of games. That's going to be tough, but that's mm-hmm. exactly why, you know, yep. you, you got Milwaukee and then you got the Padres after that. Yep. So it's like, And then after that, you got the Tigers again, but then the Blue Jays and then the Dodgers. Yeah. So it's not going to get, Angels. it's not going to get terribly easy. And, 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 the Angels, and the Angels are bad, but like, they still have great players. If Shoei pitches, if, if Shoei pitches, Mike Trout. So it's by, like, by the way, Last thing on the All-Star game, too. It was a damn shame that Mike Trout and Shoei didn't play in the game. I understand that Trout's well, got Shoei, the back spasms. Oh, did he? Yeah, he I thought, oh, you know what? I'm sorry. I saw that he wasn't going to pitch. I'm so sorry. I saw that he wasn't going to pitch in the game, and I I think I equated that to him not playing, right, and was, I didn't I didn't start watching the game till like, the sixth, though so he was long out by then. So my was, mistake, my mistake. It was great. Tom Verducci right before he went to the plate, right before Shohei went to the plate, interviewed him and said, Shohei, what are you going to do with the All-Star game? And, or what are you going to do? You know, what are your plans to to lead off the game? And he said, Shohei just said, first pitch, swinging. And Atta then he boy. goes up, first, first pitch of the game, he lines a single. See ball, hit ball. See yeah. ball, hit ball, and go to Manny's and get the big steak. Remember that, that Delman dude, Young man. commercial? Yeah, I do remember that. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I but, time, yeah. He's fantastic. yeah, he's great. He's He's a generational player. He's doing things that nobody's done in 100 years, and he's awesome. Uh, we got to get out of here, though. We're already probably later than we should be, especially for just two people. This is this is pretty great. This was a good little test run, too. This was the first time we've done Taxi Squad with just two folks, and I think it went swimmingly. I think it went fantastic. I don't know how you feel. but uh, Yeah, we're good. I liked it. I enjoyed <laughs> it. Good. It great. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, we'll see what the twins do. They got to make some kind of move. They really do. And it can't just be like Sam Dyson or Sergio Romo. We will be very, very angry if that is the case. Still looking forward to uh, another half of baseball. I'm sure we'll be on podcasts in the future talking it up. Um, in terms of the next couple of weeks, maybe we'll sneak in baseball some more. Most likely we will. The trade deadline will heat up, but training camp is just right around the corner. And I know Artis Woods is going to be really psyched to talk about that. I did ask artists if he wanted to join us today and nope, because he just, he didn't want to talk about baseball. I'm just like, right, come on, man. Like, you know, just baseball in July. Yeah. You. Right. He's, he, he's more than welcome. I should have sent him like an invite anyway. Be like, Hey, you know, if you just want to just send him a baseball, just next time, just send him a baseball emoji. Be like, join I, us. We got we to take him to like join a twins us. game or something. We got to force his hand. He's he's got to start paying attention to stuff. So we he's got from something. Milwaukee. He's from Milwaukee. The Brewers, like the Brewers, were just in town a week ago, and they're good too. Like, well, I bet well, he didn't we'll, even. We'll get, I, he we'll might not even have known the Brewers were in town. He probably didn't know. No. He probably we'll, we'll, get, didn't. we'll get artists on some baseball. We'll we're gonna him. take artists to a baseball game. We'll take AJ to a basketball game, and everything will be right in the universe. Well, thank you everybody for listening to Taxi Squad. We uh, enjoy your company. I hope you enjoyed ours. Uh, Manny, will you please send us home? I got my overnight shift to start. Indeed. Uh, this has been another edition of the Scorner of Taxi Squad for Jason Stormer. I'm Manny Hill. Thanks for listening, and we will talk to you next time.